The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Well, it's been a while since I've spoken to you live. I had great intentions. I got so well organized. I had all the dates lined up and topics pre-selected and plans mapped out in my mind. And then life kind of took over. And that's what I wanted to talk about today is surrendering to what is. Surrendering to what is. And it's something that I continue to learn about over and over and over again through this journey into my own leadership. So here's what happened to me after I made all those great plans to speak with you about well-thought-out topics. I was received a phone call from my mother, and my mother informed me that my stepfather had um, fallen ill suddenly and was unable to drive, and they were looking after my grandmother. I've talked about her before on the show. She's 92 years old. She's just recently been diagnosed with cancer, and they uh, were my mom and my stepfather were looking after her in their home. Now, she had some doctor's appointments at the hospital to go to, and my stepfather uh, was unable to drive because he was so ill. And my mom said, can you come and help me? It's not easy to transport even a 92-year-old, very slight, small person um, who can't walk very well on your own. So, of course, I said I would be there. I... Uh, dropped everything that I had on the agenda for that day, that was two days ago, and spent the day with my mom at the hospital with my grandmother. The uh, the good news is that we were able to get her a bed in a palliative care unit, and so yesterday we spent that day moving her into that unit. The not-so-great news is that my stepfather may have suffered a mild stroke, and I think it has something to do with uh, the extreme stress of trying to look after an elderly, sick um, family member in a home that is not quite set up for someone of her um, abilities. So there are lots of stairs in their home. It's a Victorian home. It's very upright, uh, not very broad, very narrow and tall. And to get her up and down those stairs was um, an enormous amount of effort in addition to all the other things that are required when you're looking after an elderly family member. So thankfully, if it was a stroke, he 
seems to be on the road to recovery. And I want to shout out to the man in my life and his daughter who also put their plans on Monday on hold so that they could help out. They took my stepfather to a stroke clinic that he needed to go to. And so they too surrendered to what was and um, really very unselfish and lovely of them because they didn't need to do that. Uh, it's not their family, but they jumped up and stepped in and were willing to help. And I so appreciate that. So I wanted to acknowledge them publicly here. It's March break here in Toronto and the kids are off for a week. So this little girl spent a day, uh, instead of enjoying herself with her dad, she spent the day sitting in a hospital waiting for my stepfather's tests to all be completed. So um, I feel very blessed. I'm telling you about how I got taken off track, really. But I think what I'm really talking about is um, what it is to be present with what is at any given moment. And one of the things that I've been revisiting in recent weeks that I've been sharing with you on the show is my recommitment or my newfound interest in my mindfulness and meditation practice. I've been reading a lot about meditation and mindfulness and it's a, as as we've talked about before on the show it's a very catchy kind of now concept everybody's jumping on the bandwagon and I'm more inclined to um, think about it as something that can serve me and uh, in my life as opposed to well I'm not sure <laughs> so there are lots of people who would like to make it into a thing and make it into an offering and I think there's there's good and bad on that well maybe we'll talk about that next time But for me, I've been really focusing on what does mindfulness and meditation have to offer to me. And one of the things I've been reading in a wonderful book called Take Your Time, The Wisdom of Slowing Down, How to Find Peace and Purpose in Your Life. The author's name is Eknath Eswaran. I'll spell that for you. It's E-K-N-A-T-H. That's his first name. Uh, Surname is Eswaran. That's E-A-S. W-A-R-A-N. This is a book that is a pre-reading requirement for uh, a program that I'm about to take at the University of Toronto. It's a creative writing and meditation uh, program, and I thought it would be good for me because I've got a few works in progress, a couple books, a volume of poetry that I never seem to get to. I never seem to get to completing them. And I thought if I if I gave myself um, a bit of structure, that would help. So this, this was one of the books that they asked me to read beforehand, and I'm so glad I did. If there was one thing that was primary for me in reading this book, it was the value of doing one thing at a time. The value of bringing your full attention to whatever it is that you want to focus on in any particular moment. Now, that's a bit of an old-fashioned concept in today's world. We are, and I'm no exception to this, uh, what I'm about to say, we're addicted to our devices. We're constantly multitasking. We're not present with our loved ones and children because we're so addicted to that little sound of the email coming in or the text message arriving on our devices. And I struggle with that. I, I struggle with it both as someone who is equally addicted to that um, and to the importance that I attach to it. And, oh, look, somebody's sending me a note. Somebody's sending me an email. I must be so important. But I've also begun to be to pay much more attention to the impact that that has on people around me when I do that, when I jump up, grab the phone whenever I hear a sound or see that it's lit up. 
I've watched my children and the man in my life's child uh, suffer in silence when we look at the phone instead of them. I've seen the disappointment in their eyes, but they don't even say anything about it anymore. That's the saddest part. They don't even say anything. They're so used to it. This is so much a part of their current reality, uh, their parents being less than present all the time. Now, hey, nobody's perfect. Nobody can be 100% present at any at all given moments. But I'm just starting to pay a lot more attention to how these distractions, the distractions of, of modern life, are taking me away from what is most important. And so these two days of helping my mom and my grandmother have helped bring me back to what is most important. And what is most important is different for each person. For me, uh, in this moment, it is family. It is what's most important. And uh, my clients are very important to me and my business is very important to me. But at the end of the day, I think my family is what I want to remain most present to or not forget about because that is what happens to me in this busy life that I live and busy life that I think uh, we all live. So I thought I would begin with sharing where I'm at, uh, sharing the topic for today, which is surrendering to what is, talking about how life um, made me surrender to what was over the last couple of days. And I could have resisted. I could have said no. I could have pushed back. I could have resented it. Um, but I chose to surrender. I chose to go with it and to acknowledge the feelings that I had, the pull that I had to continue to check up on how things were going on the business side, but to remain present with my family um, and to fail at it, I wasn't perfect at all moments. I was in the coffee shop lineup checking my email. So there you go. Uh, but I was there with them and I was there for them and I was honored to do so. So I wanted to share that with you. And then I thought we'd begin with a short meditation. I experimented with this the last time I did a live show and it worked pretty well. A couple of you sent me emails afterwards to let me know that you appreciated it. So why don't we take a couple of minutes right now to just come into our uh, awareness of our breath. So I invite you to just let your feet uh, uncross, uncross your legs, uncross your ankles, put your feet flat on the floor, sit up straight in your chair. Not You don't have to be so straight that you're like a stiff board, but just sit in a dignified posture with your spine somewhat straight and your shoulders um, relaxed, but not slumped or hunched forward. Place your palms on the tops of your thighs and just close your eyes if you are willing and begin to focus on your breath. Just focusing on the in-breath and the out-breath, not trying to change anything, not trying to make it deeper or faster or slower, just really paying attention to your breath. And feeling the in-breath and the out-breath. And just letting yourself be here in your body in this moment, in your chair. Focusing your attention and awareness on your breath. 
And if you find your thoughts wandering or your mind jumping to other things that you'd rather be doing or other topics that you'd rather be listening to or talking about, just bring yourself back to your breath. Smile gently at yourself. It's hard to focus on the breath, even for a few moments. So if you struggle with it like I do, just smile easily with yourself and come back. Breathing in and breathing out. And just noticing your breath as it enters your body, maybe through the nose. Does it feel cool, warm? Is it hard to breathe in? Just notice, not changing anything. And then notice on the exhale what that feels like. Can you feel your breath exiting your body? Is it leaving through the nose or through your mouth? Either is fine. There's no wrong way to focus on your breath. Good. And just continue for the next few moments, breathing in, and breathing out. Just keeping your awareness on the breath. Good. Wonderful. Breathing in. And breathing out. This is an opportunity to just be present in this moment, to surrender to what is. Maybe you've got a bit of a end of the winter cold, and it's hard to breathe through your nose. Then breathe through your mouth. Maybe you find yourself getting distracted at the sounds of other people in your space, in your home or in your office or wherever you're listening. And if you're driving, I don't suggest that you drive and meditate at the same time. So if you're listening to this while you're driving, then pull over in a safe place or turn it off for now and come back and listen later. Good. I wanted to complete our meditation today by reading a poem to you, or not not really a poem, a passage. And the passage is the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Now, I'm not reading this to to make a religious statement, so it is a prayer, and I'm assuming it's a prayer from the Christian tradition, but I'll read it to you uh, more for the essence and the spirit of it. And know that I read many different things to you. I read poetry, I read things that I've written, um, and I'd like to start to read uh, passages from many different traditions so that we can listen for the essence that they all have in common. This is the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. It is, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, 
hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Just noodle on that while we take a break, and when we come back, we'll delve into the essence and the spirit of this prayer, of this passage. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership, and I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel.
You are listening to stories from the heart of leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadik, and today the topic is surrendering to what is. Before the break, I asked you to join me in a short meditation on our breath, just paying attention to the breath, and I hope that that was restorative and relaxing for you, as it was for me, and I appreciate your willingness to play with me uh, as I practice or experiment with this on the radio. Uh, Normally in meditation, not very much is spoken, and the focus is really on a silent awareness of the breath, Uh, but that doesn't really work too well on live radio because then there would be dead air. (laughs) If somebody tuned in at that moment, they'd wonder if they had um, uh, a problem or if the the station was off the air. So I I find myself uh, just experimenting with continuing to guide you as you're meditating, and I hope that you find that um, useful and not too disruptive. So thanks for experimenting. I read a passage to you at the end, and it was um, this piece from St. Francis of Assisi about being an instrument of peace. And I read that to you because it is very, very present with me, uh, the importance or the meaningfulness of this passage in my life, especially at times like these past two days that I've been sharing with you, where the call was to give and to set my own needs or expectations to the side. And I thought it would be useful to spend this segment talking about the giving side of this. Uh, This whole piece or this whole passage is about, let me sow love, let me be the one who pardons, let me have faith, let me have hope and be the light and joy. Uh, Let me console instead of being consoled. Let me understand instead of worrying about whether others understand me and so on. And I thought it was important to speak about both sides of the equation because, of course, there's a giving side to it, and that's what this piece speaks to. But there's also a receiving side, so I'll save that for later. And let's talk about giving for now. So I noticed that myself, I, I have a tendency to give. Uh, giving is sort of what I'm wired for, and I, it comes from long, long ago. As a very young child, I learned that um, good girls are giving, are unselfish. They um, put themselves last. They put everybody ahead of themselves, and they are good and rewarded for doing that. I may not be the only girl who grew up with that ingrained and that sort of message. I think it's uh, probably got some family roots, but it's even bigger than that. There are societal culture uh, of our society is that um, girls have, at least in my younger days, were taught that they were supposed to be sweet and kind and giving and thoughtful. And so it is my natural wiring to be that way. And what is beautiful about that is is the caring, the ability to care for others and care about what happens. And those of us who are wired this way, and I know many of you are as well, we our primary gift is this gift of heart where we offer our 
kindness, our thoughtfulness. We are willing to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, we will sacrifice things that we, we might want for a greater good. These are all wonderful gifts that this giving has to offer. And I invite you to reflect on how this plays out for you. Are you the type that gives, gives, gives? And um, I notice as I'm talking about it, I'm tapping into the shadow side of it, which is when you give too much, you fall into overwhelm. Um, Or maybe I should speak for myself. When I give too much, I fall into overwhelm. And I wanted to talk about one side of this at a time. And I'm noticing that I find it a little bit difficult to do so because there's a part of me that wants to balance wants to balance everything. And if I talk about giving, I want to talk about um, the cost of giving as well as the gift of giving. So in the spirit of surrendering to what is, I will uh, allow myself to speak about it that way. So I've talked about some of the gifts of giving, and now I'm tapping into some of the costs. And the costs of giving all the time at the expense of your own wellness and your own uh, restoration and relaxation and sanity is this overwhelm. And I think that we live in a time of overwhelm. I was sharing with you that I recently began reading a book called Overwhelmed and that the author of that book um, was uh, a guest at a conference that I was speaking at. I hope to have her on the show one of these days so she can tell us more about what she's been learning the the thing that I notice as I'm reading the book is that there's a lot of information, at least in the first third of it, uh, to support or to corroborate this belief that we are overwhelmed, that we are that we are doing way too much, and that we are overwhelmed. I'm still looking for the resolution to that, and I haven't found it yet. At least in that book that I'm reading, I haven't found it. I'm I'm assuming it comes later, and I'm still looking for it in my own life too. And what I find myself wondering about is how do I maintain the balance? And I think that may be part of this gift of people who are naturally oriented towards giving is that we're looking for balance. Because another thing I know about this, especially when I see it in the organizational realm, is that people who are oriented this way towards heart and giving and kindness are often willing to see both sides of something, um, both sides of the situation, to be able to see two opposing viewpoints and hold them both. And that's another gift, to be able to say, well, there's good points and there's bad points, or there's pro, there are pros and cons, or I see her opinion, and she's in a conflict with him, and I see his side of the story too. So to be able to look at both sides and try to seek some kind of harmony or balance somewhere in the middle is a wonderful gift. The part where I feel it's important to be wary is where you so much, um, one so much looks for the balance that one eliminates oneself from the equation. So perhaps I should say that in a different way. I can sometimes forget about me. Uh, Yesterday when we were packing up my grandmother to take her to the palliative care unit, um, there were some caregivers who were coming to my mom's home to help. So one of them was there and she was helping us pack. And she 
we told her that my grandmother was going into palliative care and she looked at my mom and she said, now finally you can take some time for yourself. You can take care of yourself. And she looked at me and she said, you know, your mom has been looking after your grandma so much. She's been, she's been worrying about her. She's been taking her to all these appointments. She's been making delicious food for her to eat and taking it upstairs and coming down the stairs. And these are not easy things when you're uh, later in later years. Not easy to do all of this. It's not like when we're in our 20s and 30s and we have boundless energy. So she said, but she's put herself last. This young caregiver recognized what, what my mom was doing is putting herself last and not really taking care of herself at all in all of this. So I'm grateful that uh, in Canada we have wonderful health care and the opportunity and the availability of places like this for my grandmother to go and be cared for by others so that my mom can take care of herself. It's a wonderful gift that that is, and a relief that that is what has unfolded. So this giving, what does it do? It, it brings us joy. Uh, those of us who are wired to give, it brings us so much joy to, to know that somebody else is happy or benefiting from something that we've done. And that is a way of receiving uh, when we have joy, when we feel joyful because we've been able to make someone else's life a little bit better, that is enough of a thank you in and of itself. The danger is when that balance is off and either we're giving so much that we're not receiving anymore. Uh, and I've come to that place a few times in recent months, not in the last two days, this these days with my family were not like that for me, but they just brought me to the topic for today, which is surrendering to what is. It just brought that front and center to me, that sometimes all we can do is surrender to what is present, what is here in this moment, and stop worrying about all the other things. And that is, I suppose, the gift as well in giving, is when we can surrender to what is, we put ourselves uh, on hold or put ourselves, uh, hmm, I'm not quite sure how to say this, maybe to the side for a few moments, put our interests and our expectations to the side, go jump in and help someone else wholeheartedly. And I think that might be the key here too, is to do that with a whole and open heart. If it's done with any resentment, um, then two things. One, you're probably already overwhelmed, which is why it's hard to give anymore because there isn't anything left to give. Or it could be that, um, uh, wow, I'm losing my train of thought here. Or it could be that uh, you're, you're tired and you need to restore. So, um, or it could be that you don't want to do this, that this isn't something that you want to do. That this helping isn't something that feels in alignment with you at this moment. And if that's the case, then I think it's better to say no than it is to help. And this is another shadow side of this heartfelt giving is if it's not wholehearted um, and you're going to feel resentful, it's probably not going to be as useful to you to do it. And it's probably not going to be received by the other person as the gift that it would be if you offered it with an open heart. So all of this just to reflect on my own experience these past couple of days of feeling wholehearted in it, feeling like, okay, I'm making a conscious choice to cancel 
and disappoint others who had things on their agenda with me over these last two days. I'm, I'm willing to put those those people's expectations down or to um, raise the fact that they or the possibility that they might feel disappointed in me to wholeheartedly surrender to the need right now, which is to serve my family. So this is the, the giving side of this. And I like to think of this passage by St. Francis of Assisi as a inspiration and aspirational for me. I don't think that, I'm, that I am uh, perfect at this all the time. And I think it speaks to the, the balance between giving and then receiving because of the joy of giving. And then it also points me to the other side of this, which is we must take care of ourselves. We must restore ourselves in order to have enough in our um, soup pot to share with others. Early in Stories from the Heart of Leadership uh, last year, I can't believe it's been over a year now since the show began, I used to end each episode with an invitation to let something simmer in the pot. And so there was a soup metaphor that I was working. And it's funny because soup is not really my favorite thing. It's not the thing I would think of ordering. It's when I go to a restaurant, I don't think of it. When I think of dinner time, I don't think of making soup. But I love the metaphor of soup. And I think I should um, pay more attention to my own soup consumption. But the, the metaphor is really about putting healthy and um, yummy ingredients into a pot with some broth or or filtered water, pure water, and then turning it on um, low heat and letting it simmer so that the flavors of all of these delicious foods can be released and come together and flavor this soup. And that's that's what I think this, um, this whole giving... Um, dynamic is really about making sure that your pot of soup doesn't get empty, doesn't get emptied, that you haven't scooped all the good stuff out of it and just left the dregs in there for yourself. Um, It's about sharing the pot of soup, sharing your pot of soup, not emptying your pot of soup. So others have talked about cups and cups being full and and cups running over and cups being empty. And I'm going to go with the soup metaphor. If my soup pot is empty, uh, and th- what remains is is just a few dried up um, you know carrots and pieces of celery in the bottom, and the heat's still on. Those are just going to burn and taste very bitter and be very uh, charred, and that's not going to be useful the next time uh, somebody is in need of what I have to offer, or the next time I want to offer what I have to offer my gifts. So we need to keep our soup pots filled. Then we can share our soup, our delicious soup with others. And that's what I'm looking for is that balance. I haven't found it in a way that I could claim it as a ongoing sustainable way of living yet. But I am committed to that exploration and that journey and that ongoing cooking of my own soup, um, replenishing my pot, adding the fresh vegetables back in and making sure that I'm sharing, not pouring it all out. 
and then finding myself exhausted and in need of, of a total um, overhaul, washing the pot, scraping out the bottom and starting over. That's been the way I've been doing it for the last few years. And I don't want to do that anymore. And as I said to you a few weeks ago, it's not cool to do that. So um, I, I don't want to be uncool in that way any longer. And I feel like I'm, I'm finding it. I'm slowly finding it. It's like standing on a, a teeter-totter with one foot on one side, one foot on the other, and just trying to find that balance. And every now and then, one side clunks down on the ground, and I realize, oh, I've gone too far this way, and then I go too far the other way. And now I feel like I'm finding that middle place that uh, where things unfold with a lot more ease. So I've shared quite a bit with you in this segment about the giving part of the um, being an instrument of peace and surrendering to what is. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the other side of it. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership, and I'm Shamin Sadek. We'll be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at voiceamericaempowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate change succeed this is the home of the top life coaches entrepreneurs and success drivers the voice america empowerment channel you are listening to stories from the heart of leadership if you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program please send shamin an email her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N 
at anjaliadership.com. Now, back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq. Before we jump into our third segment for today's episode, I want to go over some upcoming events that are happening that I'm involved with that you might be interested in joining me for. First of all, and you hear me talk about this every week, uh, the Leadership Circle Profile Certification. So this is for um, executive coaches, for human resources professionals, organizational development, uh, and learning and development professionals. So if you're in the business of helping human beings be the best leaders that they can be, this will be of interest to you. Go to theleadershipcircle.com to find all the upcoming certifications in this suite of instruments that help leaders assess how effective they are. Now, I'm teaching in three places in 2015. One is coming up really soon, April 15th to 17th, in here in Toronto, where I live. So if you'd like to join us for that, you'll need to get registered right away so that you can do your own 360. Um, that's one of the instruments that you'll be certified in, is a 360-degree assessment. You'll need to do your own beforehand, and you need a, a couple of weeks for that because you're going to ask your boss, your peers, your direct reports and others whom you work with to give you some feedback and so you need a bit of lead time for that. So sign up now if you want to join me in Toronto. I'm also teaching in June, June 10th to 12th in the DC area. So for those of you who are local to DC or can travel there easily, come and join us there. And then September 30th to October 2nd, I'll be in Denver teaching there. So those are the three that I am leading. There are many other offerings in other cities. And as I said, theleadershipcircle.com is where to go to find out more about where and when you can avail yourself of this certification. Secondly, we I'm so excited about this. In Toronto, again, in my own city, we have the Leadership System Certification. Now, this is for those of you who are already certified in the Leadership Circle. And this certification is one of, um, we heard about it last time with Bill Adams, the CEO of the Full Circle Group, who joined me. We heard about the Leadership System Certification. So listen to that show if you want to hear more about it. And come and join us April 21st to 23rd here in Toronto. Again, you can register at theleadershipcircle.com and uh, get that done quickly too because if you haven't, uh, haven't done your 360 in the last year or so, you'd like, probably like to do a new one in advance of that training. So this is for people who are already part of the Leadership Circle community. And also, I'm happy to chat with any of you about it if you have questions. Uh, You hear my email address on the um, intro to the show, but I'll give it to you one more time. It's Shameen, S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N, at AnjaliLeadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I, Leadership.com. Also, I want to let you know that I've been... I've been alluding to this and talking a little bit about this in previous shows that I'm making some changes to Anjali leadership these days. My intention for 2015 is to, um, I think I've been telling you to save my own life (laughs) and to do that in a way that has me grow this business without having to do everything myself. So for those of you who are um, control freaks like I am, you'll resonate with this. 
there, there are two ways that I know to grow something. One is to work more hours and to work uh, with more people and, and do more work. That is the sure road to destruction and exhaustion for me. And that's how I've been growing my business these past years, but I'm getting smarter. And this year, my intention is to is to use my team. And I have a wonderful team. I've got uh, two people who have joined me so far, one who is about to join me. And we are going to be, I'm going to be introducing you to these team members over the coming weeks. So they're going to be joining me on the show and you can hear about each of them, uh, what their specialty is, what they really care about, what they're most passionate about, and why they're in this business of leadership consulting and executive coaching. And so the intention is to be able to serve my organizational clients even more powerfully than I could by myself. So this would include uh, me working with you to to determine what is it that we can do to help you be more effective this year and next year and the year after that. What can we do to help you create the business performance that you want to create in a sustainable way that doesn't use you up in the process, but rather has you offering the special gifts and services and products that you offer with more grace, ease, and much less effort? Uh, I'll work with you to help design the process for this, and then my team will come and work with you very, very intimately and closely to help you to actually live this journey uh, to being more effective and to creating sustainable business performance. So that, uh, please send me a note. Let's talk. Let's talk about how we can serve you. And um, we want to partner with you to make you the best that you can be. So that's the other exciting news. And you've got my email address. So that's the best way to contact me. All right. Back to surrendering to what is. Surrendering to what is is about being with whatever is present in any given moment. So even as I was preparing to record this show today, I was asking myself, what on earth am I going to talk about? Because all of these carefully laid plans that I had made and ideas I had had for shows, they all kind of fell by the wayside when I jumped into action in helping my mom. So I didn't really know until a couple minutes before the show what I was going to be talking with you about. And then I thought the best thing is to just use what's present right now, which is surrendering to what is. And in the spirit of that, I intended this third segment to be more about how to sustain yourself and restore yourself. And I do think that that is the focus But I realize I spoke about the two sides of this passage of St. Francis of Assisi that I read to you in the first segment. We explored both sides of it in the last segment. And so I'm just um, dancing with whatever is present. And what is present now is I think it would be useful for me to read another passage to you. And this is a poem by Mary Oliver, and it's called Wild Geese. And it's for any of you who grew up as I did, knowing or feeling that in order to be a valuable, contributing member of uh, the human species, you have to be good and sweet and kind all the time, even if you're spent and exhausted and your soup pot is empty. So this is from Mary Oliver. It's called Wild Geese. And she says... You do not have to be good. Just that in and of itself is a revelation to me as someone who grew up thinking exactly the opposite. You do not have to be good. 
You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about your despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. I've been hearing the geese coming home, coming back home as the temperatures rise ever so slowly here in Toronto. And that, that Mary Oliver's poem, Wild Geese, that I just read speaks to, uh, it reminds me of that as well. They do sound harsh and exciting as they, as they call to each other, as they fly back. And I think that this poem, as I was reading it, I was noticing it has something for all of us. It has something for those of us who believe we have to be good. And it has something for those of us who believe that we can never stop. So this is for those of you who also, I, I have both of these tendencies, by the way. I can be very sweet and complying and, and um, harmonious and harmony-seeking and conflict-avoiding. And I can also be very controlling. I can be very driven and I can drive myself, you know, to the end of, end of my energy pretty uh, easily uh, with, if I'm not paying attention. So it has something for those of you who are controlling as well. You do not have to be good and you do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. So you don't have to drive yourself. And I was reflecting on this last night after we came home from taking my grandmother to getting her settled in the, in the palliative care unit. I was sitting with my mom and my stepfather in the silence of their home, which was you know, such a busy place. It was like Grand Central Station the last few weeks with caregivers coming and going and all sorts of cooking and caregiving happening and, and, and escorting up and down and running in and out to different appointments. So to sit there and have no present need for anyone to do anything was both a relief and a bit disconcerting. Anyway, we sat together, we made a cup of tea and got some snacks and we sat down together and we started to reflect on on what it is to live, really, what it is to live. Maybe that should have been the name for this episode. <laughs> Surrendering to what is is what we're talking about, but it was really about what it is to live. And I said to them, I'm so busy. I'm always so busy. I'm sometimes too busy to even call them back. It's only in crisis that I was able to really disentangle myself from that busyness and the pull of my busyness and to and to go over there and actually be of service. I don't like that it has to be only when it's a crisis that I'm available. And they said in a very kind way, you know, you're a single mom, you've got two kids, you're very busy, you know, you've got a business of your own and it's understandable. And I said, yes, I get that and I accept that. And 
I'm talking about it just from a life perspective or, or just from a work perspective, <laughs> which is part of life. All of this is part of life. But I was just really reflecting on work and I was thinking, you know, we took her there. We took my grandmother there with one suitcase. So an entire life ends up fitting into one suitcase at the end, one suitcase of clothing, of toiletries, I think we're going to add some more things that we need to, to liven her space with some beautiful pictures. I'll see if I can get the kids to draw something and some photographs of all of us so she can look at us and look at her loved ones while she's there, as well as a TV so she doesn't get too bored. Um, so we need to, to take a few more things. So let's say, for the sake of fairness, two suitcases is all there is at the end. An entire lifetime of memories, of love, of fun times, of challenges, ends up being packed into two suitcases, and she'll never see her home again. She'll never see my mom's home again. She won't be leaving. Um, she's not coming out of this. Uh, once you get to palliative care, it is because the end is near. And so what is life all about? And what does all this busyness really mean at the end? if everything ends up in two suitcases. It's had me really reflect on this. And I'm not sure what the answer is for me, but I said to them, I'm not sure that I'm interested in identifying with that busyness as that badge of honor so much anymore. Now, maybe this is just me uh, speaking in the moment because I've just had this uh, close up and personal experience with my grandmother's facing the end of her life. The truth is we're all facing the end of our lives and life could end at any moment. So it's not always so drawn out and well-planned. But it does beg the question, what is it to live? What is so important? What matters so much to me now? And I'm still sitting in those questions I look forward to sharing some of the answers that may arise or some of the thoughts that I consider as I sit in those questions. So that's what I'm allowing to simmer in my pot between now and the next time that we speak. I invite you to do the same. What is it to live? What really matters? What is most important to you? It will be different for each of you, but I think that this offers us a pause to really consider that and then decide from there what am I interested in putting my energy and attention into? And whatever you come up with that is best for you, I support that. It doesn't have to be the same as me. You don't have to shut it all down, scale it all back, go back to nothing or zero. It's more about balance and tuning and finding the, uh, the tune that is the one that lets your heart sing most clearly. So with that, I bid you farewell. I look forward to next time. Please join us next week on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Until then, take good care. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadiq will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember... You are not alone. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 